We're moving into that uh, season very quickly. Um, matter of fact, the thought for for next week's uh, metro had already begun to come in my mind for uh, doing this week. I said, let me finish this out, you know, uh, in order to um, uh, to deal with the one for next week. Uh, even the title came about, about "Give Me Jesus." And why, and why we need that to have that, you know. But for right now, I think it's very important that we look at what's going on for this morning. So let's find a word of prayer. Father God, how we just want to thank you for this morning. You have here exactly who you want here. Not to condemn, but to convict and to change. And get them on track for what you want for their lives for they will impact many. So help us understand, Lord, that you bless us in order that we may be a blessing, but it can be blocked if we permit it to be blocked. So, Lord, lead and guide us now. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. I need to cut this on. Okay, let's get it going here. Uh, yeah, let's get it going in a moment here. Here we go. So we're dealing with the necessity of forgiveness. I didn't just put the word forgiveness. I said the necessity, the importance of. You have to. You better no, forgive the necessity of forgiveness. And as we deal with this subject, then we, we come to um, the past scripture we're familiar with. And it says, then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. As many as seven times? You want to give the good Jewish number, you know. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Can you imagine that? Here this person keeps doing this to you on the job, in the home. Your neighbor, it's bad. And then don't let it have to be in the church. And they keep on doing the same thing. The same thing. And we have a line that we draw. Say, Lord, this is the believer's line. Well, I call it the believer's line. Seven times? Lord said, uh, 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 uh. that's your line. Mine is 70 times seven. Oh, Lord, give me more faith. It goes on to say, our introduction for this morning, 
is this. During this season, the Grinch that will destroy many believers' holiday is the Grinch of an unforgiving spirit. It's not the gifts. Forgiveness is not an option to consider, but a command to obey. If we forgive a person's offense, does it mean that we also have to decide to restore our trust? Have you thought about that? You know, okay. If I forgive you, does that mean that every time? Does it mean that I have to trust you because I forgave you? No, forgiveness is a mercy given. Trust is earned. You hear what I'm saying? You will not find the Bible telling us to trust folks. If I find the scripture that says that other than trusting God. Forgiveness, though, is something that God says, there, I want you to do that, not only for their sake, but the main reason is for your sake. Because you're the prisoner. You're the one locked up. Every time you think about them, and they don't even, they're not even thinking about you through the course of the day. But you're laughing and everything else, and they step in, and there goes your day. Because you know they're going to mess up on you. They even look like they're going to mess up on you that particular day. Um, and so we go on. Defining the term. Forgiveness is the God-ordained method of establishing reconciliation and closure to an offense. It's, it's God's ordained method. God started it first, and then he says, follow me. Don't tell me I decided to follow Jesus and you won't forgive. <laughs> Quit singing the song. Don't, don't even call yourself a disciple if you don't follow Jesus in forgiving. Because Jesus Christ forgave much. And you know what? I believe that if any of those Pharisees would have ever changed their minds and said, Jesus, we are so sorry. Will you forgive us? I believe with all my heart, he would have forgiven. Isn't that just like God? That's just like God. And so, clarifying our thoughts for this morning. And that is, let us consider this area very carefully. There are uh, many who have been imprisoned by their own cords of bitterness. See, that person gets on my nerve. How do they know, they know where your nerve is? No, it's, it's not that they get on your nerve. You just decided to focus on them, all the negativity. And so the Lord is saying, why do you have the negativity in the first place? Why aren't you rejoicing in the Lord? Lord, you don't know my neighbor. Yes, I do. I've known them before the foundation of the world. Matter of fact, I purpose them to be in your pathway on your way to glory. Just to show you where you are. <laughs> I can clean them up anytime I want to. Is anything too hard for God? For better clarity, let us ask a few questions. Here's the outline real quickly. Number one, why must we forgive? The second one is what? We, what are the inevitable consequences? Number three, what is it? How will this impact God's plans for my life? Let's just move right through them, okay? Here, here goes with the, the first one. 
the first one that we want to deal with then is uh, the whole idea of uh, number one: why must we forget? Why? You know, that's what the, what's what a child always say. You know, you tell them to do something, they keep saying why, why, why. So why must we forgive? And one of the reasons that we should forgive. Uh, we see here Peter says, Peter came up and said to the Lord, how many often uh, my brother uh, sinned against me and I've, I forgive him as many as seven times and repeat again. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. And so we look at this thing and he says, there are several reasons why. One, it resolves toxic relationships. You don't have a toxic relationship if you're not responding back in a toxic attitude. You have a toxic person, but it doesn't have to be a toxic relationship. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Okay? It will prevent personal, spiritual, mental, and emotional, and sometimes physical de deterioration. When you forgive these things spiritually, it starts in the spiritual, then in the mental. Notice it starts in the spirit world, then into the physical world, mental, emotional, and sometimes physical deterioration. That's when you have to pay for a psychiatrist, high blood pressure, and all these other things. You know, then you, can't, then you, you uh, try to buy, buy all this medicine to take care of all the things you're going through. You use all that medicine, forgive. You don't know what they did. Okay. It prevents sin from having any opportunity to grow. Whenever I do not forgive, I, what's the, uh, this is the, uh, the cheer plan, as it's called, or oh, just around Christmas, they had a little, okay, they, they had a little thing and, and um, just water it and leave it alone and this, and this, and this grow. And that's what, see, it prevents sin from having any opportunity to throw that little thing out. It will not grow. Don't let it grow in your season. And sometimes we let things build up. Here's another one. Because the Lord said so. Now, I should have put that first, Donald. Because the Lord said, the Lord says, forgive. Now, the moment that the Lord tells you to forgive, and he did, past tense, and I don't forgive, the issue is not with the person. Guess who the issue is with? The issue is with God. It's no longer a physical problem. It's a spiritual problem. Whenever God tells you to do something and you don't do it, Regardless of how you feel about the person, how you hate them and all that, that is not even the issue. God said, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the issue right now. I'm talking to you and you telling me who rules the whole universe, have chosen you, sent my son to die for you, and you're going to tell me in your own way, no. No, you and I have a problem. We have a fellowship problem. I'm going to stop talking to you because if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not what? When you decide not to forgive, it's sin.
because it will prevent the consequences of disobedience. We'll talk about this, that a little bit later. Okay, then we go a little bit on here. Because it will cause you to disregard God's rule for peace and produce uh, uh, and productive thinking. Finally, my brother, what's the things that uh, true, honest, just, pure, lovely, or good report, any virtue, virtue, any praise, think on these things. You know what? That won't happen. With bitter, bitterness will shut you down. It will literally shut you down. The Lord, see, it's what's, it's what's going to happen to you if you hold on to it. Now, a lot of you say, well, I have common sense. Sure you do. If, I, if I, you saw me pour rat poison into your glass, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm saying, would you like a, a glass of juice? And you say, no, thank you. And he says, uh, why? There's rat poison in it. Oh, it won't kill you. See, it kills rabbit, it won't bother you. Uh, oh, 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 it won't, huh? Now, you know, none, uh, I don't think, I, I, I'm going to actually step out here. I don't think anyone will take that glass and drink rat poison. I don't care who your best friend or whatever the case may be. So then, when it comes down to when God says, I want you to forgive because it's toxic if you don't. And Satan says, you should hold on to it. See how you feel? See how you're in control? And then you can treat the person any time way you want to. You had them on a string. <laughs> Wrong. They have you on the string. Because it keeps us from looking at the magnitude of the offense and focus on the, on the uh, and pray for the offender. See, see, when when I forgive, it keeps it keeps us from looking at the magnitude of the offense. And now I begin to pray for the person, and that's why you heard me say many times. And when I learned in the service taught, that taught me that a person who caused trouble is usually in trouble, it changed my whole thinking as to how the guys were treating me. I was on my way to the latrine because we were, uh, or the bathroom with the, with the, the, the problem. I was on my way there because, uh, and I didn't have to go watch my, I was ready. I said, this, I am sick. Uh, I've been reading Proverbs every day and every day, but this, but this guy had got on my last nerve, has stepped on my foot till he has swollen. He have done everything possible. And I said, uh, and I said, I am sick of this. And like the old, some of you before your time, a Popeye. This is all I can stand, and I can stand no more. And I was on my way, and I got to the door of that that uh, the uh, bathroom, and there was a sign that says, "A person who caused trouble is in trouble." And the Lord just kind of stopped me right there. <clears throat> And I backed away. I shut. I had to shut down, and had to think. And the Lord was able to speak to my heart for the first time. And He wanted me to treat Him with kindness. When we were going back, getting ready to go back home, and many of us were getting into our cabs and everything else, He, this out of all the soldiers, He was the one who made it His business to come to my my cab. I said, thank you, Donald, for all that you have done for me. 
You know why? Because he didn't know how to sew. He had a, a button, and, and he was going to get in, uh, have a problem with the sergeant and everything else. And I sewed his button on. I started doing things for him, although he was doing tremendous things against me. I had to, I had to see the person, who he is, not exactly what he does. He did to me. Forgiveness. You hear me say more and more about people are primary. Here, number eight. Because it's a judgment call that is not ours to make. It's a judgment call for not for what now? It's a judgment call that not ours. We're, we're judging. And the Lord says, excuse me, that's my seat you're sitting there trying to sit in. You're judging. It might get up out of my seat. Don't you judge or you will be judged. Stop it. You judge the person and then have the nerve to sing when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing there will be. Oh, no, it won't. Number two, what are the in inevitable consequences? We'll move this along then. <clears throat> the petition, kind of put this before the verses. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. The procedure, declare. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. The principle applied. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. The petition, forgive us our debtors, we forgive uh, our, our debtors. The procedure, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But the principle applied, but if you don't, then your heavenly father will not forgive you. I think you got that. Our fellowship will be put on hold. Our prayers will go unanswered. There will be a corrective process that will be set into motion. The Galatian principle, be not deceived. God is not marked. Whatever a man sows, here's what the Lord is saying, that shall he also reap. You want to go against what I said? You want to hold that bitterness? You want to have, have all these things against the individual? Well, you go right here. Make my day. But understand, the moment you do this, you hear this little click. Click. That's the wheel. Moving in action. Whatever you do, you're going to sow. Okay. Don't put corn in the ground and expect the orange tree. You're going to get some corn out of the ground. Okay? So I think it's important. And that's what the Lord said. Don't, be, don't get stupid about this now. The Lord said it's very clear and cut when it comes down to what's going to happen here. Okay? And I know I'm just, I know, I know I'm just brainwashing with this, folks. But you see, if it haven't happened, it will happen. And when it will, when it, if it does happen, and I think it will, then guess what? Like, a, like water running off the duck's back, 
Shake it off. Do what? Even when, even when you're driving and a person swished in front of you, shake it off. I'm not going to let that person, no, 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 no. Shake, let them, let, see, whenever a person act crazy like that, you know what I said? That's one. That's not as far as my anger is concerned. I know that it's a matter of time as far as mathematics, sooner or later, he's going to cross the wrong person, you see. So that's one. That's one. I, I was trying to come off of 71st Street, uh, the highway of 71st Street. You know how the one highway goes like this. Well, one ramp go this way and the other go this way. This guy was coming and uh, coming off this way and was trying to pass me on this side as I was trying to come off. And he was not coming off. He was trying to get on out of the no I said, you know what? I said, this is, I have to ride this craziness. But I had to ride it without an attitude. And once he was out of sight, guess what I did? Shook it off. See, I was on my way to church. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what what, what during the course of the week, whatever the case may be. But there are times if it haven't happened, it will happen. I'm just just remember remember the words: shake it off. What is it? Okay, get that Jeremy off here, okay? Our spiritual disobedience will greatly affect those who we love. It will give Satan an opportunity to accuse accuse us. It will cause us to see everything through dark and distorted lenses. It will rob us of our joy in the Lord. Notice what Jesus said to his disciples as he addressed the subject of forgiveness. Pay attention to yourselves. And other, other scripture says, take heed to yourself. Pay attention to yourself. So be careful. Watch yourself. It says, watch this. Be careful. Because the moment that you do it, you, these things click in. Now, let me just go back up just a little bit. Where it says, it will cause us to see everything through dark and distorted lens. That means that when I look through the glasses of bitterness, everything I say, everything I see is, is, is what I see through my glasses of bitterness. Oh, we'll say, oh, I'm a nice guy or a nice lady, a nice woman. Uh, but wait a minute. You have the glasses of bitterness and God keeps proving it to you over and over again. How do you know? Check out how you feel. And check out how you're thinking. Is it true, honest, just, pure, lovely, a good report, any virtue, any praise? Because the Bible says, think on these things. Every mental, emotional, verbal, and physical problem stems from a spiritual violation. All of it. When couples come in for counseling, I know the first thing when it comes through the door, it's a spiritual problem. They won't sit for hours talking about all the physical things. I'll hear you. We can list it. But let me tell you something. First, I want to talk about your walk with the Lord. They don't want to talk about that. Because many of them feel I'm in control of my life. I'm the one who makes the decision. The Lord says, no, you're not. Who do you think you are? 
I gave you the car to drive here, and I'm going to take it away from you. Here comes number three. We'll wrap it up. How will this impact God's plan for, uh, for my life? Well, this kind of move through real quickly. It will begin to take detours that many times cannot be recovered. When I decide not to forgive, it will take detours that is, you cannot recover. Epsilon, Epsilon, my son, Epsilon. I want my dad to forgive me and how, and how his dad acts. And Epsilon, from that point on, decided to take David down. Root of bitterness. Bitter people can't hear what you say. They interpret it in another way. I don't care how sincere you are. They will interpret it another way. And when they do, they'll do some things that can never be recovered. He has to deal with our hearing, the word selective hearing. How we are receiving the word, rational resistance. We won't hear God. We'll rationally try to uh, point out what this, why I did what I did. There's always some type of rationale. Off, when it comes down to dealing with the hearing, I don't hear God. How we respond to this, the Spirit's prompting, the Spirit's prompting, we grieve the Spirit of God. Consequences. Consequences. Grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed to the day of redemption. Some folks will be saved and that's the only thing they'll have. I want to ask the question. Is there anyone here this morning? I don't have anybody. Basically, I don't have anybody in mind. It's just that this was on my mind all this week. That's why, uh, that's why this had going. I said I have the message to get, to get ready to start for next week on on Jesus. But for some reason, I had to get this out because if not, you're going to carry this into your Christmas. He's the Savior of the world, and oh, how I love Jesus! And Jesus says, "Stop it! You're not even listening to me." And after Christmas is over, you're going to take that same mess back home. It's not what has happened to you, but what is happening in you. Let's read that together. It is not what is happening to you, but it is what's happening what? It's not what a person does to you. It's what's going on in you as a result of it. And... When they had a little a saying, attitude check. How's your attitude? Are you okay with that? Are you okay? When we have these attitude checks, because the attitude speaks the heart of the soul. And bitterness will shut all of that down.
Character builders and challenges must not take center stage in our thinking. Uh, um, okay. Um, these character builders, that's, these character builders and challengers are, that's why I didn't list anybody or anything, whatever they are. They are I consider them as character builders and what? Challenges. That's what they are. That's what they are. As I look over the years, and now the Lord had me look over a lot of the years, and each time I look at it and I, and I see now why the Lord permit this to happen, for this to happen, and this to happen. Then I do some evaluation. Then I go back and look at Don Rackin and my response. And then I say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for keeping me from acting a fool. Thank you that I did not lose my job because of what that guy, how he laughed. And I was, I was going up the stairs, two, two stairs at a time to tell him what I was thinking. And the Lord said, where do you think you're going? You tell them what you think, and then you're going to be out of the job. Now what? I, I, all of these experiences begin to, and, and, and so I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that did not happen. You know why it didn't happen? Because God and his mercies, he was there. And maybe today, Maybe today, this might be the last chance because he that is often reproved is cut off and that without remedy. Many times, God tells you over and over again, and finally he says, that's it. Let's go. You're out of here. Talking about going, I have to leave anyway. You have to, it's time to wrap it up. So as we wrap things up, then we, we say uh, one last thing. If the Grinch of an unforgiving spirit has its grip on your life, let it be known that in Christ you can be free today. Today, you need to be free. Never let your day operate from a spiritual deficit. Whenever I decide not to forgive, then all of the bitternesses and all the others come in to take residence in my life. Then my question is, how can you sing joy to the world? And deep down within, the Lord looks at our heart and he's grieved. And not as a sinner now, and his child that whom he has set free. As we close this morning, if God's been speaking to your heart, then I would like to uh, challenge you. Let's, let's, let's have, have prayer. There might be an area in, in your life to say, Lord, they had the song, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father. But it's, that's honesty. But it's me, O oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. If God's been speaking to your heart, may I pray for you this morning. We don't need to know the subject. We don't need to know the person. We just want to know, are you willing to put it all on the altar? Now is the time. 
If you're that person, who you stand? Say that's that's me. That's that's where I'm at. That's thank you for your honesty. We don't need to get into your business. I don't want to get into your business. I just want you free. I, I want you. I want you to be all that God have have made you to be. I want all of the crud to be wiped away. What can wash away all my sins? My sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let's bow. Father God, I thank you for this more this morning. I thank you for this week. How you laid this on my heart. As much as I um, wanted to do something else, you kept this before me. Because people are primary. What you wanted was an individual to hear, whoever they are, that you can make a difference in their lives. So I pray. I pray, Lord, that you will help them to put it all on the altar and to obey you. Take their eye off the person and put their eye on the person who suffered and died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Thank you for their honesty. Thank you for the change that you will be making. We know that Satan will not step back. He might probably will step things up. But help them to say, Lord, I have determined to follow Jesus. No turning back. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for the listening ears. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.